Well, good afternoon. Hi, Emma. Hi, Allison. Thanks for joining us today on our podcast. We um, are going to just spend some time getting to know you and a little bit about your journey and some other sort of elements of um, your work with your current work and a little bit about um, our partnership or partnership in general between um, corporate corporations, foundations, and universities. So let's get into it. Great. Um, I'd like to start just with an introduction. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Emma Horn, and I am the executive director of the KFC Foundation. I joined KFC Foundation in 2019, um, so it was a great time to get my feet wet a little bit, understand the KFC system, and then we had that lovely pandemic that sent everything into upheaval. Um, so it's been a fast and furious furious almost five years now that I've been with the foundation, um, but it's been an amazing five years. Yeah, that's funny. We've been, and we've both been on our current roles for the same amount of time. So um, I didn't start by introducing myself and I'm a guest host for this podcast, so I should probably introduce myself. Uh, I am Allison Bell. I'm the regional vice president, one of seven regional vice presidents here at WDU. And so the region where I work is, we, we call it the central region, but it includes five and a sliver states. So Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, and a little sliver of Pennsylvania. So that's my job is to focus on sort of local relationships, um, local um, partnerships, um, work with government leaders and community leaders. So that's my role with WGU. And that's also how I know you, Emma. So just convenient that I get to be the guest host when you are our guest. Perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. So let's start with how did you get to, so we know you've been with the foundation and where that what you do now, but how did you get to, just give us a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. I like to say that I kind of stumbled into the nonprofit space accidentally. Um, I was going to go to law school after undergrad. I deferred it for a year while I worked for um, my sorority, actually, as a traveling chapter consultant. Um, and I applied for law school. I was accepted. I was definitely going. I was like, I'm just going to do this thing for a year. And then I decided to defer it for a second year because I was like, well, this is actually kind of fun. And then after two years of being out of school, it's a little hard to convince yourself to go back to school right away. Um, so I have ended up working for a lot of different nonprofits ever since then. Um, I was the very first staff person ever, full-time staff person ever for the Young Professionals Association of Louisville. Um, our whole budget was like $100,000 at the time. So uh, it was really fun to be part of a grassroots small organization that was really focused on helping young professionals establish them in their career, connect them to the city of Louisville and get them engaged more deeply. Um, and then I've just worked for a lot of different nonprofits since really focused on education and leadership and development. Um, was working for an incredible group in Louisville called Evolve 502 that's working to provide free community college to every single Jefferson County public school graduate um, while providing them all of the supports and services that they need to be successful. Um, so when I learned about the position with the foundation, it was a beautiful blend of a lot of different things I've done in my career. And it was a great chance to really dig deep on taking care of KFC restaurant employees. That's great. So I love hearing, I'm going to spend a little time talking about your your background and how you got to where you are. And part of it is just selfish. I, my background, I started out working in higher ed as a career counselor, career coach. Mm -hmm. and did a, So I love people's career journeys. Um, so what was it? Because you 
and I, the funny thing is, and I was just at home over lunch. I have a, a sick 16 year old at home. So I took him lunch and sat and talked to him a little bit. And he's thinking about college. He's a sophomore. So he's thinking about what, where he'll go to college. And he's like thinking about law school. Ultimately, he is watching Suits. Yeah. <laughs> I was course. like, I don't know if Suits is the, like, that's one example of law. <laughs> but he was like, I don't know if I'd like it. So I'm just curious. What was it about that made you think law? And then what made you stay in the direction that you went? Like what was filling you up? Yeah, I think I chose law. Um, I did my undergraduate degrees actually in economics and management, even though it was mm-hmm. mostly, it was a liberal arts university in Indiana, uh, DePaul University. And so yes, I know. studied economics there, which was really a business degree, but without, we didn't have a college of business at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think I was also just really unsure of what I wanted to do when I grew up and my dad's an attorney. And so that was an easy option. Um, and my dad's always done corporate law. And so I like seeing that side of the legal profession. It wasn't, I knew I never wanted to be a trial attorney. I did not want to be on suits. Um, I did not want to be (laughs) on law and order defending anybody, um, and arguing publicly in court. That was not what interested me, but I liked the corporate side of how do you find Mm win-win solutions for companies? How do you make sure that you're helping people find the best option and the best solution. Looking back now, I think I would have been a really great mediator of helping people mm-hmm. resolve conflict and find solutions within the law. Um, but I just didn't, I think I was going that direction because I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. And so stumbling right. into the nonprofit space was the best thing that could have happened because it helped me find my career direction. Um, I did right. a ton of internships in college and I always say that they helped me find the things I didn't want to do with life. I worked mm-hmm. in an insurance firm. I worked for a small, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that very quickly I knew was not the right. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Not for me. Um, I worked yeah. for a small PR company and got to see the ins and outs of being a small business owner, worked very closely with a CEO. Um, and so it just gave me a chance to learn a lot and know what I didn't want to do, but I still hadn't found that right thing yet. And then nonprofit space was it. That's great. And I think that is so true. I think the experiences that show us what we don't want to do are just as valuable, if not more. That's why I, I think people, because I, I hear so much fear from people who are either want to make a change or kind of the younger, you know, just starting out folks who are really afraid of making the, the wrong choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no such thing. Yeah. The worst thing that can happen. I mean, not that it's not painful to work somewhere that you don't enjoy. There's some pain in that, but like the lessons and the connections that you make, you carry with you. Yeah. And so I just create your path. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so valuable. Um, and so then you got into nonprofit work. What would you say it was about that that filled you up? I love that in the nonprofit space, because it's small, I typically work for small organizations. So I got to do a lot of different things all the time. It was never the same mm-hmm. project every day. Um, when I was working for a group connected to Evolve 502, I got to help plan college signing day for the city of Louisville for three years in a row. I love that. And that was our way to celebrate not just the students, the seniors who were going to play sports in college, but that we were affirming everybody's commitment to go to college. So this was like a two hour long pep rally where we had, they got to meet people from their college who were going to different high schools and they got to all connect. We brought everybody down to the KFC Yum Center brought in speakers, had a mascot dance off, which was by far the best part. Um, <laughs> I love that. It was fantastic. And so like that was something yeah. that kind of came 
out of nowhere, our group was like, this would be a really mm-hmm. cool thing that we've seen happen. Um, Michelle Obama was pushing forward at the time to celebrate and again, affirm everybody going to college. And so we just said, let's try it in the city and see what happens and worked with the school district um, and a lot of coordination to have like 30 different colleges present to meet with their students. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just never a dull day. I got to do a lot of different right. things. And I think that's what makes it so fulfilling because you're always learning something new. You can always jump in and try something different, um, build processes, build data sets, do communications, run social media. Like you get to do everything all at once. Right. Yeah. So it's variety and it's like problem solving and strategy and creativity. But it sounds like for you too, it was like all with a purpose. Yeah. yeah that definitely makes it worthwhile to do the long hours and to know that you're planning something crazy because you know you know it's going to make a difference for somebody else. Right. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit about that with me. So let's move to talking a little bit about the KFC Foundation. So your work with KFC, your specific, a little more about your role. And then let's talk a little bit about what the KFC Foundation does. What's the mission? Yeah, that's great. Our mission is to support, empower, and serve joy to KFC restaurant employees and their communities. And with that, our vision is really that we're making every single person who's in the KFC family part of the secret recipe for good. And that is that they are, and that's just not the people who work in restaurants, but it's our customers too. And so, you right. know, you're doing good at a KFC when you come in and you buy secret recipe French fries, um, which comes back to support the foundation, or you hop in the roundup campaign that we have where we ask customers to donate their change. And so really for us, it's about digging deep on our KFC restaurant employees who are the heart and soul of the company. They're our frontline workers every day. How do we work with them? Um, and support them? And then how do we support the communities that they live in uh, and that they live and work in? So we do a lot of different programs to help restaurant employees um, along their education journey. We help them get their GED if they don't have that, help them go to the college of their choice, whether that's trade school or a two or four-year college. And then we have this wonderful partnership with WGU to offer tuition-free college to every single KFC restaurant employee. Let's yeah. help team members when they have a crisis in their life. So if they've lost a loved one, um, if they've been with a natural disaster, have been in a car accident, we can step in and financially help them. And then we help team members build a habit of savings through our dollar for dollar savings match, where we're actually encouraging them to save money, be prepared for that emergency situation that's going to happen. Um, and there's national data that says, you know, 40% of all Americans, regardless of income level, are not prepared for a financial crisis, an unexpected bill of $400. So it's not a huge amount of doll- amount of money that will set somebody back. So we want to help mm-hmm. restaurant employees be prepared for that car repair bill that's going to happen um, and just help mm-hmm. them build that habit of savings. I love that. Actually, that's new for me. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know about that element of your work with the foundation. And I think that's so important. And I, and I feel like that kind of art of saving is something that we've lost over time as a sort of as a culture or society and we continue to lose it. I don't know if that was like easy credit or exactly what made that happen, but I love that, that the KFC Foundation is doing something to address it. Yeah. And That's we have a beautiful really partner that we work with, um, Cuber. They're based out of Canada and they really, their app is fantastic because you can see your, your vault, your savings account building up. You see every month that we match what you've put in. So you know you're doubling what you're saving. They have great articles that help make saving easy. And think about, you know, today I'm saving for that emergency fund, but tomorrow what am I saving for? What's my next goal? 
Um, what does it look like to save for a vacation? Because we all need vacations. We all need breaks. It doesn't matter right. um, what that looks like. But even just taking you know, a weekend away is important for everybody to have. And so whatever you're saving for, I um, just want to build that habit that you know how to have that skill. Yeah, sort of big or small. Mm -hmm. I think about that with my kids where, you know, my I've got college age and a high schooler and my daughter, she likes to spend money. I do too. I get it. But, you know, she'll come to me with like, mom, I need this. And I'm thinking like, how can I work with her to better plan ahead for sure? New shoes to work out are important, but like, how do we get those in three months, you yeah. know, and just set aside a little bit of money each week mm -hmm. you know, so that it doesn't you know, cut into your day-to-day -day budget. Yeah. So yeah. it's important. We've yeah. done that at home. We've got one one spender, one saver. Um, one <laughs> the saver asked, all he wanted was a band sweatshirt and a stock, an apple. That was all he wanted. <laughs> okay. I love that. Yes. Um, but it's, you know, it was something that my parents really, you know, pushed on my brother and I to have that savings account right from the start. My grandfather um, grew up in the depression and made sure that every time he got a raise, he put half of that into the bank. So he let right. himself have a little bit more money to live off of, be able to do a little bit more with his family, but he put half Remember. of that raise into the bank every single every single paycheck. And so it just meant that he had a, le a lifelong habit of savings. And so he instilled yeah. that in my mom, my mom instilled it in me. And then my kids, we work on, um, from Lemonade Day, which is a wonderful nonprofit organization that teaches kids how to be entrepreneurs, they have a great model of yeah. spend some, share some, save some. And so yeah. how do you have some spending money? How do you give back to your own community? And then what does it look like to save for a long-term goal? And so we've used that with them since they were like six years old. That's so great. Mm -hmm. And that's just such an important skill for so many things from like buying those tennis shoes yeah. that you want or whatever it might be um, to other goals like obviously going on vacation but then of course now i'm also thinking about education right you know because part of the conversation i was having with my son is he would dearly love to go to notre dame well notre dame's really expensive <laughs> like and you know even families who are comfortable and do well have struggled to afford something at yeah. a school like that um and so how do we help people not just our children but our communities yeah. to save for and and finance the expense of things like an education because it is an investment mm -hmm. in your future it is going to pay off in the long run but it's hard to make that upfront sacrifice yeah. um so then as much as we can help people to not have to do that you know with you know organizations like the kfc foundation then that's that's obviously great um so let's talk a little bit about um how you kind of as an organization identified um, the need for partnerships because I know you partner with other universities mm -hmm. too. Um, so how did you identify that need in the first place as an organization? All of our programs have come about really organically. We you know, started with a college scholarship and that we realized that a lot of restaurant employees didn't have a GED and so or didn't have a high yeah. school diploma. And so how do we help them earn their GED so they'd be ready to go to college? And then that helped us think about, you know, with our college scholarships, we've really evolved those over the years where we make sure that there's support for students um, for trade school or two year. And that's really clearly stated in all of our applications. So people know that's an option for them. It's available for four year and it's available for graduate school. Um, you know, we're happy to help support dreams no matter what that looks like. And in working with our GED population, 
we learned that the online model was really important for them and really valuable, especially for our working adults who were, you know, working long days in a restaurant and can't make a traditional college schedule work for them. And so we put out back in 2020, like a pipe dream of what if we could offer tuition-free college to restaurant employees and started to really think about it over the last of the years in between and say, what would it take to, you know, what kind of partner would we be looking for and what would it take to make that happen? Um, And it's because Mm -hmm. of our roundup campaign in restaurants that we've been able to provide this to all the KFC restaurant employees. Um, But when we were looking at what made the most sense, it was that flexibility, um, making sure that there was an advisor paired with our students. We learned from Mm -hmm. the GED model that that's really the most important piece is that they had somebody in their corner who was their cheerleader, who they could go to when they were stuck. um, And they had somebody really watching their back throughout the program. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, it's so interesting that you all visioned that. And I don't think you knew about WGU when you were, or the details about us, right? I didn't know all the details, but I had in my previous work, we'd always looked at WGU as this great okay. example of how to support, um, you know, the continuum of learning and how to support adult workers. Um, and so we, I was new WGU was out there and existed um, and then in the small world that we live in, in the serendip- serendipitous world, uh, my husband had gone to an event, had met Jelda, and he came home and left her business card on the table. I happened to pick it up and be like, oh, I've been meaning to find out who I could meet at WGU. And it was, that. that was our meet cute for Jelda and I. Uh, I love that. So, so for listeners, Jelda is on my staff and her job is to connect with corporate partners and other partners who just help us with our mission, which is expanding access. You know, it's you know, changing lives for the better by creating access opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, um, so she just, yeah, gets out there and meets people and gives out her card. And it, that's awesome. I love how that happens. Yeah. And it's, it's really special. And so our, our partnership launched in February of 2023. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Long year ago like, right now. Years are hard. That's right. It was just a year ago. Exactly. Um, but so, I mean, it's already it helped so many people. Do you have any favorite stories? I, I mean, we didn't prep you for that, but do you have any off the top of your head? Um, a couple of things that we've really loved over the last year. Um, one is just right from the start when we first announced this in February last year, uh, we knew it was going to be a tight turnaround to get people signed up for that first month um, to get okay. them started and enrolled for, uh, for March 1. But we um, still had an incredible number of employees. I think we had 15 people sign up in that first like 15 days and were fully enrolled in the first month. And so that was a piece that we loved that we knew just right from the start, this was something that KFC restaurant employees were hungry for. And it was something really meaningful Mm -hmm. for them. The second piece that's been fun for us is the number of calls we get from um, the like from future employees who call and ask if their restaurant is participating, if they can access the program, if they're applying at the right restaurant because, and it's attracting people to want to work at KFC because they know it's a great place to work and that they're going to have the long-term support that they need. And then of course, there's our favorite student, um, Kavon, who is one of those students who came to KFC for this partnership with WGU um, and earned his first graduate degree, his first MBA in six months time. So He's yeah. just an incredible example of the people that exist within the KFC family. And we're so proud that he's uh, a part of our story. Yeah, he's great. 
he was a we it, and he's out there i think we could probably link some of his story in our show notes so i'll hopefully we can do that um but um his story is a great one and i know he's just one of many really impressive mm-hmm. um students and and employees of kfc um that have benefited from this partnership so you mentioned, you know, people who are inquiring about working at KFC. Have you seen as a as an organization, have the franchise restaurants seen an increase in applicants as a result of this partnership? We have. We've got some data of applicant flow being up since we announced it. Um, KFC has funded some social media ads to let people know that this partnership exists. And they're really pleased with the results of those ads and just letting people know that, you know, we're here to support them wherever they are. Yeah, that's great. So let's talk. I mean, we probably should lay out for folks who maybe don't know about it. We should probably lay out just like the (laughs) details of this partnership. And this is just all, you know, obviously, I think we're a great educational partner because of our model and all of that. I I know that to be true or I wouldn't work here. But, um, But the KFC Foundation, like we've never seen, like this is the ideal partnership for a not-for-profit like us who want to expand access. So can you just lay out the details of the partnership? Yeah, absolutely. And we're really also proud of this partnership. And I think that's the advantage of having this be coming from a foundation as what we're able to do to support KFC restaurant employees because we have so many across the country. And so for us, it is full coverage. Um, We pay upfront for students, so we're not doing a reimbursement policy where they have to pay us back at the, or we refund them at the end because we know that upfront costs can be a real barrier for students. Yeah. And students are eligible from day one. So they could start with us on February 1, apply on February 2, um, and as long as they're employed at the time that we're processing everything through, we admit them into the program. Um, So it's really nice to be able to say, like, you want to come work here because of this, and we're able to help you tomorrow. There's no six-month waiting mm-hmm. period that some other um, restaurants will have. We just wanted to make sure that people had access to the support systems they needed right from the start. Yeah, right. Beyond that, no restrictions on what degree program, which is another, that's not always the case. So they can major in anything, any of our four schools and any of the 60 degree programs. Um, we also have a readiness option for folks who aren't a- immediately admissible. Um, we're rolling out certs yeah. as a part of it. Um, and and beyond that, the other thing that I know is notable about this um, partnership is there's no obligation to stay upon completion of the degree. You can work for KFC and then finish your degree and, and move on. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's truly so generous. And um and it is one of those things that when we talk to folks about the partnership and the option, they're like, wait a minute, like, what's the catch? This can't be all of it. And it is. And I was just having a conversation with, um, with Corey, you know, and like he had a friend that he was having a conversation with and she, she said, hmm, maybe I ought to look into it. I was talking to someone not too long ago and her partner, her um, boyfriend has had a series of sort of like setbacks and um, he just hasn't ever completed a degree and he's worked in the fast food industry off and on and I and I he's currently not working and thinking about school but um kind of needs an online something flexible so I told her I was like he can go work for KFC like 
tomorrow, you know, and, and he could go to, he could get his school fully paid for if he wanted to go to WGU and he's looking into it. So the opportunity that it creates for people that they might not otherwise have Mm -hmm. an opportunity is so important and special about this partnership. So I just, you know, you know how much we appreciate it. And, um, but it's always nice to say it again. Yeah. Um, well, just the, the, the degree against folks. too, you know, that was specifically why we picked WGU as well, is that knowing that every single degree, all the schools, every single program offered was something that was of value to, you know, not just the restaurant business, but also to the communities where our team members work and where we have KFC restaurants and they go. Everyone needs more teachers. Right. Everyone needs more nurses. Um, so it felt like us to be the right investment in communities. And since that's part of our mission, um, it aligned naturally for us to say we're willing to make that investment into people who will stay and live in their communities, even if they're not working at KFC anymore. Right. Yeah, that's great. I mean, and that's that's the benefit of being mission driven the way that you are. Um, it's easy. If it aligns with your mission like that, then you can do it. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, should do it. So. um, Let's talk about. Oh, I think we've kind of hit on why this is important for for employees. Um, what are some other sort of, well, you want to talk a little bit about your other partners or the other kind of educational options? Because I know you you have some very generous um, scholarship options. Not everybody go, chooses to go to WGU. So what are um, some other options? Yeah, we really believe in meeting people uh, where they are on life's journey. And so we know that there's not a one size fit all. We just have too many restaurant employees and too many different life situations and circumstances. And so we started with our traditional scholarship, but that over the years has evolved to have a lot of different levels, you know, designated 2,500 for people going to two year or trade school, 5,000 for people going to five or four year institutions. And just last year, we added a $20,000 scholarship to really help restaurant employees go for that dream school. So if they want to go to Notre Dame, we can help them on their way there. Yeah, We can't cover all of Notre Dame, right. but we're getting them closer. Yeah. Um, and then last year, so it was the first year we did it last year, and we got great feedback from our partner, Kaleidoscope, that we had a lot of people, applicants who needed about 10000 So five and 20 was too big of a gap. But there was that middle ground of $10,000 that would make a significant difference for people to go to their college of choice and their dream school, mm-hmm. but didn't need that full 20. So we've added a new level this year. So now we've got a $20,000, a 10000 5000 and 2500 Wow. I mean, it is just so generous. And it's like, if you can't find your... If you can't find your pathway <laughs> in that, I mean, like, I don't know what, what more you could do to help someone get, you know, reach their educational goals, at least... Removing the financial barrier, you know, the financial barrier. And the great thing about WGU Academy that we've loved too, is that it helps people who aren't sure if college is right for them, you know, who's been out for a little while. Um, I just went back to school myself and it's hard to go back and do math. It's not fun. You have to refresh and flex that muscle again. Um, And I do math much more now than I ever did in high school or college. And so um Right. We really love WGU Academy as a partner there too, to be able to say like, this is a safe place to start and to remember and to refresh um, before you feel like you've got mm-hmm. that full, full burden of college on you. It's true. I mean, and I, that's what I love about Academy and their readiness programs, because it is, it is about some of the basic skills that tend to like you use them or lose them, right? Um, kind of basic writing, uh, math, I math is hard. My kids make fun of me because I can't do mental math. Like I just, <laughs> but, um, but the more you practice it, 
the better you become at it. And so Academy offers some of that basic sort of experience, but also some, um, they focus on some success, like um, uh, coaching for um, kind of college success. Mm -hmm. It's about grit. It's about um, resilience. And they also, so they have our model of having coaches work with the students. And then once they complete the readiness program, if they do choose to go on, um, they're automatically admissible to mm -hmm. a bachelor's program at WGU. So just in case folks listening don't know about Academy, um, that's a really brief overview of our readiness program. Um, so what about other initiatives of the foundation? Are there other things you'd like to share about the KFC Foundation that you're doing now or where you're headed? Yeah, the only other big program I forgot to mention earlier, um, and thank you for asking because my team would get mad at me for forgetting about this one, is um, <laughs> our true community-facing program, and that's called Kentucky Fried Wishes. And that's where we're empowering restaurant teams to give back in their local community and have a chance to be that hero um, and be part of a celebration to give a local nonprofit $10,000. So we have oh, wow. a competitive grant application that's open right now, actually, and we're doing it quarterly throughout the year. Um, so there's lots of opportunities to apply. And it's um, a pretty brief grant application asking for a true wish list item on a nonprofit's um, plans. So something that, you know, is probably maybe a little hard to find funding for. We want to be able to create that positive space, positive environment for, you know, clients to be in. So some of the groups we've worked with in the last couple of years include Paris Downtown Boxing Gym, which is in Paris, Tennessee. And they are an after-school program for kids um, who have been flagged as maybe needing some extra attention and some extra support. Um, and they, the kids learn to box in the afternoons. And so they have a positive channel and a positive outlet for their emotions. And then they do, they go to competitions and they also get support and mentoring and academic support after school. And so working with Paris oh, the Boxing Gym, we needed new equipment. You know, they had boxing gloves that were probably five or six years old and you don't want kids boxing with old gloves. They needed a new ring. Um, so we were able to go in and give them the grant and they could beautify their space. We worked with a couple literacy centers this past year in 2023 who had great books, you know, had all the supplies, but just didn't have a creative and thriving space or space that was built for students with learning differences. And so we were able to come in with all the different, you know, coffee shop style seating, all the bouncy balls in boxes so that kids who need to bounce a little bit more while they read can sit there and do that. Had all the sensory items in the room just to make reading an enjoyable experience um, and not just a chore for kids. So um, right. it's been a really fun program that we've grown over the last few years. Um, and it's really our way to give back to local communities. And we do, most of our grants are based on recommendations from restaurants. And so restaurant companies oh, let organizations that they care about know, and then um, the organizations apply. And then we uh, send that, we actually send the check, the big check, the fake check, the to the restaurant so they can go do the celebration with the nonprofit. Oh, I love it. So Ken Kentucky Fried Wishes. Mm -hmm. All right. So those folks out there listening that either know of like their favorite nonprofit or involved in the nonprofit and they gotta watch. So, and it quarterly is great. That's a lot of opportunity to, to apply. Yeah. We, um, had, we did it, we we're doing it just annually last, the last couple of years. Um, and we went from having about 70 applicants to 1070. So we decided let's break this up a little bit over the year. <laughs> My goodness. What, what made the difference? 
Um, I think our restaurant teams got really excited about the grant opportunity. And so they were sharing more. We gave them referral cards they could pass out to local nonprofits or customers they knew who came in often. And so that really helped spread the word about the grant opportunity. That's great. (laughs) But created a lot more work for what I know to be a pretty small but mighty team. A small but mighty team. We got it done, but we said, let's make this a little easier on ourselves next year. Oh, that's good. All right. Well, I love it. So what else? I, I've gotten through all of my primary questions, and but what else would you like to share with us today? I think that's it. As you said, we're a small but mighty team and we've got a lot on our plates at all time, um, but we just love being able to support and give back to KFC restaurant employees and then the communities that they live in. And so we're really excited about where this partnership goes over the next couple of years at WGU. Yeah, we're very excited too. As you know, we love this partnership. It's exciting. I love seeing the, the numbers of enrolled students, which at this point between Academy and then our bachelor's and master's programs, we're at, at about 120-ish, I think, currently enrolled students, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool in a year's time that that's where we are. Um, and, you know, and it, one grad, one double grad, and it doesn't Kevon have two degrees? He does, right? yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a double grad, we've got others coming, you know, down the pike. So, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of opportunity to help even more people. So I appreciate you um, coming and just talk with us a little bit about, about you, your journey, the foundation, this partnership. I love the opportunity to spread the word, to encourage other, you know, organizations and employers to think about a partnership that might work for them. If it's not with WGU, with other educational institutions, um, because I really do believe that educate, education is the great sort of foundation. It's a great equalizer. Yeah. Um, and we just have to do everything we can, I think, to make it more possible for more people. So thanks for what you do to make that happen. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Better together. Yes. <laughs>